Caution, the following podcast may contain explicit language and content that some listeners may find offensive. In continuing to play this podcast, you do so at your own risk and may become infected by the sickness. You have been warned. Great to see that you've come back for yet again another Sports to Sickness podcast. Uh, it goes without saying that it is really appreciated all the support that I have been receiving. If you would like to get involved with one of the episodes, uh, you can get in touch. You can either do it via the Anchor app that this podcast is produced on, or you can get in touch via the email which is sports to sickness podcast at gmail.com you can uh, also contact us through facebook or through instagram so before we move on to the actual episode um, i would like to say a huge huge shout out to northwest member dave york um, unfortunately Dave was due to go on the Highland Fling trip up to Scotland, um, but was unable to due to unfortunately taken seriously ill and has ended up bedridden. So from Andrea, Martin and all the Northwest members, and I hope it's safe to say the members nationwide, get well soon Dave and we hope to see you back out on the road soon. So, moving on, I hope you enjoy the following episode, and I'd please like to welcome to the Sports to Sickness podcast, Craig Howard. How are you? Uh, I'm good, thank you. Thank you very much. Still nervous? Uh, a little bit, but I'm sure I'll get into it after a few minutes. <laughs> no, honestly, there is absolutely nothing to be nervous about. It's, it's like I said to you, it's like just being on a phone call and just having a random chat. If I'm honest, I'm excited to get started. To be honest, oh yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, well, first things first. Not necessarily in that order, but do you have an inkling who it, the two individuals were that put you up for this? Yes, <laughs> I, I, I kind of worked it out. So I used my detective skills to figure out who it was, and then I, te- I sent them a message yesterday and said, uh, "Was it? Did it happen to be you who um, who nom- nominated me for this podcast?" And they they, they admitted yep. to who it was. Yes. So, uh... <laughs> well, is her name? Do you call her Zelly? Zelly, yeah. Yeah, Zelly. Right. So it, it was basically Zelly. She was the first one to contact me. Um, a few days before I actually approached you. Uh, and she just randomly got in touch with me and said, look, there's somebody I want to nominate for a podcast. I think they'd be perfect. Um, <laughs> and then it, it was about two days after, Fit basically messaged me and said, I've got somebody who's perfect for a podcast. And I went, do you and your wife not speak to each other? <laughs> I said, because you your wife basically beat you to the post. So, <laughs> Well, yeah. I've, I've absolutely no idea why they, why they nominated me, but... 
I'll go with it. I'll go with it. <laughs> You've no idea whatsoever. So no. y- you can't take a wild guess at all the messages that he's been sending me for the past half an hour prior to you coming on here. <laughs> oh, I, I, I can imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> right. Okay. So how, how do you know Vic and Zelly then? Well, I I work with Vikram. So um Oh right. Okay. So I, obviously before I even joined the sickness I, I knew Vikram through work. Right. Um, okay. So I've known him for a couple of years now. And we don't we work in the same academy as in a school. Um, oh, right. okay. although we don't actually work in the same school building all the time, but we know we yeah. we know each other, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Right. So and that, then I, that'll make sense. That will make sense because he turned around to me a short while ago and he went you should see all the kids' faces when we both pull up on our sportsters. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're, we're both pri- <laughs> we're both primary school teachers, so um, ah, right, okay. <laughs> we, yeah, we both work in a school, and then, ah, okay, and then Zelly, I, I, I obviously met her through Vikram. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I, I think we've actually met. Did, did you turn up at um, at Saint Helens just before Christmas? Yeah, that's right. Did, yeah, you, on the, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was there. Yeah, we've met each other before. Yeah, at Millennium. Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, of course yeah. it was. Yeah, I thought that was. I thought that was the case. Yeah, I recognise you more with your baseball cap on. <laughs> yeah, I'm never without that baseball. Cap. In fact, I'm wearing that baseball cap right now. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Every time I've seen you, you've got it on. So. I know it's, well, it's it's the receding hairline. That's what it is. You got to got uh, to cover up the hairline. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have that problem at the moment. Oh. <laughs> and if you have a look at my dad, my dad's got a full head of hair, so I don't think I've got that worried personally. But oh. uh, but you're wearing the sickness with pride, mate. That's what it is. Twenty-four seven. I, I, I wear it yeah. even when I'm not riding a bike. I wear my sickness cap and um, any other merchandise that I've got. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's like I said about um, James. You cut cut him open, and you've got sickness running through him. So. Yeah, and I think that's what well, that's the great thing about the sickness, isn't it? It's kind of it becomes more than just a it, you know it becomes more than just a Facebook group. It becomes kind of like yeah. a, a fa- I know it sounds a bit a bit cliche, but it's a family, really. You know? No, no, not at all, mate. I think I think there's a lot of people that have that perception. I think that's a great way to look at it. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people they they sort of rely on that that fact. Um, I, I like that feeling. I mean, do you? Do you have anything outside of the sickness, like like things that you do, hobbies or anything like that? Um, not really. I mean, I'm pre- I'm a pretty simple man to be honest. Um, obviously, <laughs> you know, work we're, we're like most yeah. people, I suppose, that takes up a lot of time, a lot of your life, really. But um, yeah, of course. You no, know, I mean, I've got the bikes. Um, yeah, bikes, plural. Well, no, well. I've only got one at the moment, but obviously I've had I've had a few bikes in the past. But yeah, okay. like no, I don't really have any other than, other than riding. I don't really have any serious hobbies. I'm not one of these people who can, you know, play musical instruments or, um, yeah, yeah. you know, just like chilling out, spending some time, you know, whatever it might be, watching the telly. Or I've got I've got yeah. I've got two dogs as well, so you know, taking those out places, go out for walks, that sort of stuff. I've got to admit. I do a little bit of Facebook stalking prior to coming on the podcast and I have a nosy. Yeah. And I did see your two dogs. They are absolutely gorgeous. I've got a dog myself, so I'm a big I'm a big dog lover. Yeah, you've got to um, love dogs, haven't you? <laughs> oh god, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love all animals, I like cats too, but yeah, yeah, dogs are 
the pet for me. Yeah. Um, so, and well, they're the Labradors, aren't they? Two, two, two labs, yeah. Two labs. Labs, yeah. I'm sure they take up a bit of your time as well, don't they? They do, they do. But you wouldn't have it any other way. You wouldn't change them for the world. The your kids? You haven't got any kids of your own. I'm assuming they're your no, no your kids for now. No, no children at the moment, which is probably why I've got <laughs> enough money to be able to afford a sportster. Um, but... See, I I'm at the other end of the scale. I had children younger, so my kids are older now. Yeah. you know, my daughter's turned twenty, my lads turned sixteen. Um, so I'm sort of at that point where. I'm going through a midlife crisis. That that was me getting my bike. Yeah. <laughs> um, I take it you started qu- quite younger with the bikes then. No, surprisingly, I didn't actually. I mean, all right. How? I mean, like I suppose a lot of people who are listening to this now, I had bikes. Um, not road not road bikes I had off-road bikes when I was sort of in my teenage years um mm-hmm. so like you know 13 14 15 years of age I had um started off on a CR80 Honda um right and then after you know after I outgrew that a little bit and then I upgraded to a CR125 and then I eventually ended up on a KX250 Kawasaki so okay I was into you know the off-road and um and I, I suppose as you are at that age, a little bit mischievous. I used to take it on where I where I live. There's farmers fields at the back, so I used to take it on, on yeah. the fields at the back. And you know, it it was a different time back then. I mean, nowadays, if you get caught on one of these off road bikes, you know, it's confiscated and it's taken away. But back then, it was just the police used to come up and it would be like, um, "Oh, come on, lads, you've got to go home now." That sort of thing. They give you a slap on they give you a slap on the wrist, wouldn't they? And, um, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was never, I was never one of these. I mean, I've always been, I've always been a, a good lad. I mean, I've never been one of these that just blatantly break the law. But I did push it a little bit on the off-road bikes, um, on the field. But you know, and then I kind of got to the age where I was, I got to say sort of sixteen, seventeen, looking to get a, a mm-hmm. make a car. And I suppose, like a lot of people, um, I actually, I actually swapped my kx 250 at the time for my first car um okay and, I, and then but i i always tell this story i mean looking back at the at the story now um i the the kx2 i don't i mean i don't know but the kx 250 was probably worth way over a thousand pounds at the time and i, I actually right. swapped it for an old j reg astra and this was my first car and it and it's literally fallen to pieces and look I look back at it now and I think that car must have already been worth about three, four hundred pounds tops. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the person yeah. I swapped it with must have been absolutely made up because they they got a right bargain there. Um Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then that was kind of like the end of my biking at the time because I kind of steered away from it. I mean, just before I got my driving license, I I was toying with the idea of getting a moped and then my mum and my dad at the time, they were kind of dead set, dead set against it. They were like, "No, you can't have a bike. You can't. Yeah. You can't do this. Get a car. It's safer." You know the old, all the old yep. stories. And um, of course, yeah. And then I kind of did because I, I don't know. I'm just kind of that person. If if my I'm, if my mum and dad tell me to do something, I'll do it. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. yeah so I respect your parents. Yeah, it? of course. <laughs> I've always been. I've always been like that. So. 
I um, I was like, okay, I won't get a moped, I'll get a car. So I swapped the bike. And then it just, years went by and I, I had the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I've had, I'm, I, I'm sure we'll get into this a bit later, but I do get bored with things quite quickly. So, and it's the same with the cars. <laughs> so I've had lots, I mean, I've only been driving, well, coming up 15 years now, but I must have had way over 30, 30 cars, you know, since I passed my test. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. I just after six months, I'm just like, oh, I'm bored now. I want another car. I want an, I want an next one. Um, so I got, it's yeah. A, it, sorry, go on. I was going to say, I think for me, the only reason why I ended up getting a new car was probably because I crashed the old yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was completely the opposite. I was just like, right, oh, I've had this car for six months now. I'll get a new one. So that kind of took up me, like a lot of my interest at the time. So and I, I kind of forgot about the bikes, really. But all mm, the way yeah. through my 20s so we're talking you know coming up to 15 years now since I was a teenager yeah um I always had a bike in the back of my mind but then I I still kind of this like oh you know um I've been told the bikes are dangerous and should I really do it and then I got to my I got to the age of 30 so it was actually my 30th birthday and I thought you know if I don't do it now I'm not going to do it um Okay. So that's when I decided to go in for the, the bike test and, and um yeah. And you know, just thought, right, I'm gonna go get a bike. Um so it was just literally a kind of a, a snap decision and and I think it was the same day I rang up the the bike trading company and I, and I got booked in on the direct access and um Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's and then that's how I did it. That's how I got into the bikes really. All all passed on the first time as well. I did, yeah, I did. My my girlfriend Sean, she always laughs because she says I've never I've never failed a test in my whole life, and um, I'm the same with my car. I passed my car test first time, and then with the bikes, um, it was I actually it's actually quite amazing how I didn't realize it'd be so such a quick process. Really, I mean, obviously I've been driving for years, but it was kind of it was actually from from the day I did my CBT to the day I yeah. passed my my full bike license, it was four weeks exactly, mm-hmm. and oh, yeah, wow. so, so that's okay. how long it took me to do it, four weeks. And I, and I even look back at the time now and I think four weeks is is such a short amount <laughs> of time to be given something because basically you are given at that point the day they hand you your license, you're given a bike of unlimited power. I mean, at my age, not yeah. if you were younger, but yes. And I, <laughs> yeah. I remember thinking to myself, I could go out right now and buy a you know, a, a, a super bike or whatever, whatever it is. And I've only been learning to ride for four weeks. This is, I had to, I, I had to <laughs> rein myself in a little bit really and think, no, I need to be sensible here because if, if I'm not, you know, I might hurt myself. See, I think I can sort of understand where you're coming from. Now, I sort of come from a background of turning 17, passing my car test and getting my first car. To which I will hold my hands up and say within five days of having my first car, I did drive into a brick wall. So they do say every male, well, most males will crash within the first week of having the first car. Um, my bike experience was nothing up until uh, last year. Uh, sorry, nine, two, 2019. Now, mine was over an ele- uh, four-month period rather than a four-week yeah. period. Um, and I think what, what stressed me out quite a bit was I was due to do my mod two on the Friday of the week. We went into that very first lockdown and it got cancelled. Right. Okay. So I, I, 
I was absolutely devastated. Um, and don't get me wrong, as soon as we came out of that in the July, I was first in to get it done, to which I passed. But it was the same, like you said, I was straight out and I ended up buying a 1200 Harley 48. Yeah. And going and picking that up on your own and getting on it and having to drive off up the road was one of the most daunting, weird experiences I've ever felt. It is, yeah, it is. It's, it's crazy, it is, isn't it? It's kind of, <laughs> it really it's is kind crazy. of like this sense of responsibility where, because where, as you sort of do your, your lessons and you go for your test, you've always got that, that the instructor behind you, but then the day that you pass your bike test mm. and off you go and, and there you go, you're on you're onto a full power, full size, whatever bike you want. And you yeah. think, I've got to be, I've got, I've got to be a bit, sent. it's a little bit, you know, scary is not the word, but you know, it does play in the back of your mind where you think I've got to be a bit sensible today. Yeah. 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 We don't, we don't question mate. It's, it's strange. And I do remember it from getting my first car as yeah. well. Though. <laughs> um, but it, 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 the other thing that sort of comes to mind is the fact of it then sort of becomes very natural very quickly. Oh, it does. It does. I mean, I got, I know you said you passed in, what was it, well, 2019, but um, I'm only, I'm not that far back. I, I think I passed my test in the September of 2018. So I've only got a couple of years riding experience right. under my belt now. And um, But you don't even yeah. think about it anymore. It's just, it's just second nature now. You know. Yeah, um, it, it, it is, mate. It certainly is. Well, okay. There's... There's one sort of big elephant in the room which Fit kept going on about. <laughs> Red Honda. Yeah, Red Honda, yeah. I, I... <laughs> I'm kind of known in the Northwest sickness as the Red Honda guy. Um, right. I, yeah, Power I mean, Ranger. that was one of the. I think, I think for a lot of people, if you say, "Oh, do you know? Do you know who Craig is?" and they'll be like, "No," I like the guy with the red Honda, and like, "Oh, I know who you're talking about now." Yeah. Um, I I came yeah. I became a little bit more synonymous for the for the bike that I rode rather than uh, who I was. Yeah. Who you are. Well, that 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 all started from. Obviously, when I, going back to what we were saying before about passing your test, when I first passed my bike test, yep. um, I I liked the cruiser scene, but it's not something where some people say, oh, I've, oh, I always wanted a cruiser and I wouldn't consider any other bike. I, I was never like that, you know. Yep. Um, they, I've got a bit of an, another nickname in, in the sickness and they call me the magpie because anything that's, anything that's shiny, yes. I like it, so... <laughs> As you can as you can imagine, <laughs> fresh from passing my bike test, um, I wanted yep. something, um, you know, stands out, something shiny, and then I kind of got, I caught my eye. I had um, my first bike was a, a Honda CBR 650F, and I bought right, okay. that brand new from Honda. So I walked straight into a Honda dealership, yeah. bought it, um, and again. I wasn't one of these people who kind of looked around and considered different types of bikes. I was like, no, I saw the bike at the time. I fell in love with it and I thought, that's yeah. the bike I want. That's the bike I'm going to get. Um, didn't really think about it too much. So obviously ended up brand spanking new out, out the factory, off the, off the showroom floor, this Honda CBR. Yeah. And it was a lovely bike. It was, it was a great bike. 
And then, yeah, yep. um, obviously, then I went into work and I said to Vikram, "Oh, you know, I've just bought a new bike." And uh, straight away from di- from day one, Vikram was like, "Oh, you don't don't you don't want one of these? You want you want you want a sporty? You know, you want a sporty?" <laughs> and, I, and I remember at the time, I'm almost embarrassed to admit it now, but I at the time I didn't know anything about Harley Davidson sports. I really didn't. Um, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. Nothing at <laughs> and he all. kept saying, to, he kept saying to me all, all the time, "Oh, get yourself a sporty and come out with us." And I, I remember thinking at the time, "What's he, what's he talking about? What's a sporty?" And at first, I thought he was talking about like a sports bike. Do you know what I mean? And then, and then, and right, then he kept saying, because okay. he never actually said Harley Davidson. He, he just kept saying, "Oh, get a get a sporty, get a sporty." And then it was only after the, a few <laughs> weeks of him sort of talking to me, and then I kind of clicked onto what he was talking about, and then he kind of started right. telling me a little bit more about the sports of sickness and how it works. So I said, yeah. I think I remember saying to him one day, you know, um, well, I'll come, I'll come out of a ride, and you know, I'd only been past my test a few weeks, and I said, well, I'll come out of here, but you sure you don't mind me joining in? Obviously, because I haven't got a Harley, and he was like, no, it'll be fine, come out and. Yeah. I always remember having a bit of um, sort of like an imposter syndrome when I first started going out because I was like, everybody else was on Sportsters and um, there was me on, on my red Honda st- sticking out like a sore thumb. But, you know, even the guys were great, everyone. I mean, they all had a laugh about it. They all took the piss a little bit, but um, it was great. It was never. It was never felt like I was never made to feel like Oh no, you haven't got a sports so you can't join us. You're an outsider. I was never made no. to feel like that, even though I no. had a completely different bike. You know, I was t- I was welcomed into the group, and and I think, yeah, and course, I think yeah. that's what made me more than the fact that, um, I wanted the Harley specifically. It, I think it was more the group that pulled me in, yeah, rather than the actual bike itself, yeah. um, yeah, and then yeah. obviously I made the decision after. I think I'd only had my Honda about a year or so, and um, and then I thought, no, I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to get a sports there. And I remember at the time thinking, I'm in. I mean, a bit of a weird of a warning for anyone who's thinking about a PCP deal. But I was in a PCP with the Honda, and um, right. I remember having to pay a small fortune to get out of it because obviously you do after only a year. So, but I was determined at yeah, that point. I thought, no, I'm determined. I'm just going to pay get out of that contract and go get yourself a sporty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, um, I do believe that it was very, very unexpected. It was. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you, you pretty much kept that a secret, didn't you? I did. I, 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 I didn't even tell Vicky, I don't think, at the time. Um, I'd, I told nobody. Yeah. Um, I, I just, obviously, I made the decision... That I was going to go and get a sporty, and I thought, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this in complete secrecy. I'm not gonna tell anyone, uh, and I can't wait. To, I'm just gonna one day. I'm just gonna turn up with this bike and see how everyone reacts. And um, so it took me a few weeks, right. obviously keeping it. I had to keep it on the down low, and I remember thinking, I really want to tell people. I yeah. really want to tell people, but um, I thought, no, I haven't got the bike yet. So I, after I had the, <laughs> after I sold, after I traded the Honda in. Um, I got a forty-eight, so it was a it was a, it was a forty-eight, yeah. but it was 
basically I didn't do it, but it's been heavily modified for the Battle of the Kings competition. So yeah, yeah so it was it so. was apparently this is the story. Uh, there, there was some documentation to back it up, but the story was that it was built by Leeds Harley Davidson for the competition, um, and it you know the back end had been chopped and um, it, it had like it, it had fractured the the solid um, the solid fat boy wheels, so it, it had them on it okay, and it had yeah. um, it, it had like wider front forks and it had a bigger seven inch headlight rather than a you know a standard sporty headlight and. It had a lot of work done yeah, to it, yeah. Hollywood bars, and it was a, it was a lovely looking bike. So, um, obviously, again, mm. you can probably you can probably get from this conversation. I'm quite impulsive, so I was like, right, I've seen it, I've I've seen the bike, and I, I remember saying to Sean, she's my <laughs> girlfriend, um, I was like, oh, I've seen it, yeah. I need to, I need to go and buy it, and it was like it was like I think it was about <laughs> four about four or five o'clock and I rang the garage and they were and they were like yeah we, we've literally just posted it like 10 minutes ago and I was like right I'll put a deposit right. down on it I'll come and get it in the morning and even though I have to travel all the way to to Leeds <laughs> and um, I went and got it anyway and then I was like I was like I was like a kid at Christmas and I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna turn off I'm gonna turn I'm not gonna tell anyone and then I was, <laughs> I was waiting for the next yeah. ride out to be sort of announced. And I think it was probably only about a week, maybe 10 days, but that was the longest 10 days I've ever had to wait. Did you notice a dramatic difference oh, from riding the Honda to Yeah, big, a big that? difference. I think the first time I took the Harley out from the garage, um, I came to the first corner, went to, t- <laughs> went to turn around the corner and I thought, oh shit, it's not going to turn the corner. Because it was... It was just a complete <laughs> world of difference. I mean, on on the Honda, you know, you can yeah. lean the bike; it, it's it's stuck to the road. This thing, uh, it was it was probably I, I don't know, but it felt like double the weight. It had it had skinny tires on it, and I mean the tires on it were like Washinko tires, so they're not the best anyway. But <laughs> and the case of the case of the first corner, I remember thinking, "Oh, I can't believe uh, the difference," but. Um, but you know, I loved it straight from that first ride. I loved that holiday. I loved that sporty. I loved the forty-eight, and um, Excellent. and then yeah, yeah, yeah. going back to what I was saying before, just very quickly, I turned up. Yeah, it was at um, I think it was Lancaster or or one of those at, at the services, and they, they had a meetup point. And I remember t- I, I pulled up into the right, car okay. park, and everyone was already there because I, I was a bit late, and um. Everyone was looking at me like, like I was because I had I had an open face helmet on, but I had goggles and I had a, um, I had like a shroud pulled up, so they couldn't they couldn't see me face. Yeah, and then yeah. <laughs> I pulled up right next to them, and everyone was staring at me like, "Who's this guy? Is he just like <laughs> is he just some random person who's come to join the ride, or is is he like does he know us?" And <laughs> and it wasn't until I actually yep. got off the bike, you know, pulled down pulled down my face mask and took the helmet off and everyone realized that it was and everyone was like oh it's, it's craig it's craig you know because they absolutely <laughs> had no idea who who this guy was i bet you felt like you had the biggest pair of balls ever <laughs> i did yeah moment, i did, did. I must admit, it was a good day it was a great day yeah there's a bit of a theme here oh, so right. i don't keep bikes for very long but um i yeah, yeah. it probably about this time last year actually i I decided that I wanted my other half to start coming out on the rides, and obviously, 
with the 48 being right, chopped yeah. at the back end, I couldn't have any pillion seat. So I made the decision. I yep. thought I'm going to trade that back in to the garage where I bought it. Um, and then I bought a, I've got a 1200 super low, a 1200 T. Um, okay. And then again, that was bought from a, as a private sale. Uh, that was, mm-hmm. that was kind of, I, I like that one as well because just the sort of the amount of chrome on it. I mean, when I had the 48, I loved it, but there was no chrome on it at all. It was mostly blacked out. Um, so you, you're also I am, a I am a full-on chromosexual. I'm proud of it as well. Um, uh, hey, there's nothing <laughs> no. to be ashamed of. Not everybody's cup of tea, but uh, no, yeah. I, no, do, no, I love no, chrome. And, um, and I always remember saying to Vikram, when I had the 48, I always remember saying, oh, if I could buy a bike again, I'd buy one with chrome on it. So that's what I did. So I thought, do you know what? I'm going to go find the shiniest bike possible and buy it. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've got a... a a super low now and I've done a little bit of work to that it's recently been repainted um it, it was black when okay. I bought it but now it's red um yeah and right. yeah I've just done just basically like everyone else over lockdown been doing a little bit of work on the bike bits and bobs um you know stage one do you you've got the confidence to sort of get hands on and do this and yeah I mean Vikram helps me sometimes as well it depends what it is I mean Obviously, from years of sort of owning cars, and I've never been one to be afraid to get under the bonnet of a car and have a go, as long as it's basic stuff. I mean, don't, yeah. I'm no mechanic. I can't, I'm not going to be able to start pulling, you know, a gearbox out or anything like that. But basic servicing, yeah. you know, fitting basic parts, and, um, you know, I, I can kind of put my hand to some of that stuff. But but then again, I only, I only live literally 10 minutes from, from Vikram so sometimes he'll come and give me a hand or whatever it might be like we all do I suppose in, in the sickness you know somebody needs a hand someone will come come and give you yeah Yeah. oh yeah of course the whole Covid side of things let's have a chat about okay. something shitty shall we um, <laughs> How how's that affected you obviously teaching um I, have you had to get involved with doing homeschooling from home with the kids or is that kind of out the out of the elements well, um, of what you do you know i think there's kind of this i think there's kind of this running joke at the moment of sort of um those teachers we've kind of been because schools have been closed we've kind of been off for the last 12 months but I'm going to stand up for all if any teachers listening right now i'm going to stand up for us all and say you know we haven't we've even though schools have been closed, obviously, like you said, we've still been doing the the home learning. So, um, and I know in the latest lockdown, our school, we were still required to put all our lessons online. Um, so I was still, even though it yeah. was from home, we were still, like anyone, like everybody else, I suppose, it was still a full day's work, really, you know. Um, but, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so I was basically at my laptop from when school would normally start in the morning, right through till sort of the early evening. And then um, just just making sure the lessons yeah. are in. And then obviously because the work's coming back, sort of, it's almost like a live thing, you know, they can turn their work in at any time. And, you know, it, it was it was basically yeah. like, a, like a, like a full job really, but 
the only difference was you you weren't actually physically yeah. in the school building. You were you know doing it from home. Uh, a lot a lot of sickos who yeah I'm sure have struggled over the last what 12, 18 months. Um, I mean it's been sad to hear and see that numerous people have had to unfortunately get rid of the bikes due to issues and financial no, things and what have you. And I think. Yeah, your heart sort of goes out to them for that reason. It, it, it's not a nice situation for everybody, and I think I think the sooner we sort of get past the whole COVID thing, and I don't end up bringing it up on the yeah. podcast anymore, the happier people will be. I, I do ask the question because I don't know. I, I was driving along today at work myself, and I was sort of thinking, what I haven't done is sort of touched on any kind of mental yeah. health side of things, you know, for people out there that have been sort of struggling. And I'm going to sort of say on this podcast now, if there is anybody out there within the sickness nationwide, you know, in the group that is struggling and does have any problems, there is such a big group with people out there willing to help. Um, all you have to do is ask, and I'm sure that there will be somebody there who will answer. One hundred percent. Yeah, you've got to agree with that. <laughs> I've only asked this question once on a podcast so far, um, and it's a bit of an odd one. Do you have any biker superstitions or any kind of routines that you do or live by for riding? For example, um, I've read on quite a few things about people getting the, the well, guardian bells, gremlin bells, whatever you want to call them. Um, um, nobody's nobody's been able to come back to me yet with a genuine yeah this is my superstition this is what I do sort of thing do you have anything like that or is no, that going to be a no I must admit Tim sorry I don't to be honest Um, I don't have I mean yeah. if, if anyone listening wants to get me one fair enough but I don't have any guardian bells or um, <laughs> it's not that yeah. it's not that I'm not not I'm not I am generally a superstitious person anyway. I, I'm the type of person who, you know, if they see a magpie, I'll still salute the magpie. And um, I I won't walk underneath right. a ladder and things like that. It's, it's those old superstitions. But when it comes to the bike, I don't really have yeah. any biking superstitions except for, I mean, I except for maybe cleaning the bike. I clean my bike after every ride. Um, but that's not... Well, exactly, wrong, I, that's not really a superstitious type thing, but that's more just because uh, you see all yeah. these 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 uh, posts on on the Facebook group saying about oh you know my bike's only eighteen months old and started to rust and started to rot already and um I'm like oh, yeah. I can't have that so <laughs> I have to give it a give it a wash after it. even if I only go no, around the block no. oh no need to have a wash. <laughs> But yeah, just going back to the Grem- yeah. Gremlin Bell situation then, uh, like I said, I don't, I don't know who uh, who calls it a Gremlin Bell or who calls it a Guardian Bell. I don't have one myself either. Um, and the reason why I don't have one is I do believe that it's meant to be doubly as effective is, yeah. if somebody buys one for you. Um, so if there's anybody out there that wants to buy a Gremlin <laughs> Guardian Bell for both either me yeah. or Craig, feel free. Um, you you can get in touch on the Sports to Sickness podcast email. <laughs> I, and let us I think Vikram well. and Zelly should buy us so, one for, uh, for nominate a, me for this podcast. <laughs> I, do you know what? I agree 100%. I think that could be their punishment. I was going to say, in return for anybody who nominates, they yeah. automatically <laughs> nominate themselves. So 
what I'm hoping is I've got the equipment to do remote podcasts out on the road. So I'm hoping as soon as I can get back out on the road myself, then I'm hoping that I can meet up with them and maybe get yeah, a recording done with both them at the same great time. Idea. I mean, not just Vicar um, and Mazzelli, I mean, for just being out on the road while we're out on rides and things like that would be a great idea. Um, right, well, Craig, I'm not going to take up any more of your time tonight, mate. I really, really do appreciate you coming on and see it wasn't, it wasn't as no, bad as what you and I, uh, I apologise if I've rambled on a little bit, but, you know, once I get going, I'm quite hard to stop. <laughs> oh, mate. You've been an absolute legend, mate. Um, I couldn't have asked for. Yeah, can I just say, by the way, Tim, really that do I do think it. that these podcasts um, are. Um, yes. I think they're a great idea. I think they're really sort of they're helping people in in the sickness and also just unifying that sort of community that we've got. But not just in our local regions. I mean, across the whole of the UK. Um, I just think they're a great idea to, to kind of bring people together and to. Um, you know, make us feel a lot more like like a like a family, which is basically what we are. I really do appreciate your uh, your words of support. There, they do go a long way. <laughs> so yeah, on that note, mate, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for your time. I have no doubt we will be out on a ride somewhere very soon. Say safe, stay stick. A little bit. God, it's a tongue twister, and it say safe. No, stay safe. Thanks, stay Dave. sick. <laughs> no, you see you a bit. All right, later, mate. Take it bye easy. Bye. Thank bye you bye. very much. And as this episode draws to a close, I'd like to move on to the final segments where we welcome new members and give birthday shout outs. So, starting off with the new members, we have Carl Ken, Jason Delaney, Jock Lindsay, Liam Sibley, Paul Jennings, Paul Beatty, Helena Catherine, Martin Law and Mike Walsh. Welcome to the Sports of Sickness and it's great to have you on board. Moving on from that, we go to the birthday wishes. We have Karen Boff. Phil Anderson, Lee Whitaker, John Dingsdale, Andrea Jones, Glyn Owen and Adam Higgins. Big happy birthday to each and every one of you. Um, it's always going to be that they're belated, but best wishes, all the best. So... So finally, just to wrap up on a fantastic few weeks, and I think you can all agree with all the posts, videos, pictures that have been posted up on Facebook, where it's in the likes of Maca Jericho traveling all the way up the country from Cornwall um, to do his big tour, to the videos from the Highland Fling, and even having sickness royalty travel up from Birmingham in the way of James Bricknell. Uh, I'd like to say the best to everybody, stay safe and stay sick. It's not the same as it used to be, I got my comfort from memory and I'm not